I don't even know where to start with you guys today. I'll be perfectly honest. We have a packed day. There's going to be a lot of video content in addition to the the live stream of the radio show today on Rumble, so make sure you take a take a look at that. Uh, some of the stuff that you wanted me to put up there for video content, podcast content from last week, will get up in the next day or two. I actually took the weekend off of radio work. I know. Shame on me for trying to have a life, but I had other work to handle, and this is a busy time of year for my company, so I had to do a lot of extra stuff and just decided to go ahead and actually take some time, not do extra podcasting and everything else. <clears throat> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Let them know that I sent you. We're going to get into Joe Biden wanting to lower the price of drugs that he raised the price of. Remember when I when I talked about Joe Biden raised the price of EpiPens? Remember that? He did that. And I said, nobody's covering it. And I told you, watch, he's going to come back with a drug price reduction plan that'll get the government involved in drug prices. And that is exactly what he is doing. So he is now arguing, he, was, he just left like, I don't know, 15 minutes ago on television that the government has to do price controls on medication, but he raised the price of the medication. We'll get to all of that in a little bit. I actually want to start with a local story because uh, Penn Harris Madison is still full of a bunch of idiots. They don't know what they're doing. And this is the thing that, here, I, I did the article on it. I posted the email earlier today, but I did the article on it. <clears throat> I mean, this is... This stuff has got to stop. At some point in time, this has to stop. Okay? If you go to theburningtruth.us, PHM faculty and administrators are a bunch of humorless, racist hypocrites. This is all true. While the nation continues to fight radical, critical race theory propaganda in our schools, PHM, Penn Harris Madison in St. Joseph County, Indiana, I have to keep in mind that a lot of my people... uh are not from here. Turns out I've got a lot of podcast listeners in India, Josh. Who knew? India's number two. India's number two. UK dropped down to like number four. It's crazy stuff. <clears throat> They've continued to wage a nonsensical war against Michiana children with racial double standards <clears throat> and flat-out lies. Uh, forget about their insane COVID policies, showing students left-wing produce COVID propaganda, or having known bullies produce anti-bullying content for PHM in this post. PHM touted the success of race-based curriculum at a statewide conference. They implemented critical race theory. They got caught lying about that implementation when they said they didn't implement it. Um, They want to pay a CRT race hustler $150,000 to spread critical race theory in the classroom. A middle school teacher was spreading skinhead anti-police propaganda online. Another anti-police PHM teacher joined with her. In doing that, spreading those same skinhead slogans. Under pressure from parents fighting for their kids, two school board members resigned. A left-wing nut job then applied and advanced through the process to fill one of those vacancies. Should have been rejected outright, but actually was going through. A 2018 Teacher of the Year from PHM wrote an entire thesis on how to implement critical race theory in Michiana schools and admitted that she had been doing so in spite of the fact that PHM was telling us that they were not teaching critical race theory in the classroom. 
Her thesis was then pulled from the IUSB website so that parents could not see it anymore. This is the same teacher who pushed anti-gun propaganda in her classroom not that long ago. Penn Harris Madison, or excuse me, Penn, Penn High School, now has mandatory critical race theory training for freshman students. The communications director for PHM has now had several ethics complaints filed against her. She's been preventing parents from speaking at school board meetings. She's been harassing parents, getting in their face. And she's also been caught spreading lies about some of the candidates to fill the vacant school board positions. Now, this is just a a sample of all of this. So I wake up today, and I've got an email. (laughs) I've got an email from Sean Galler, who is the president, or uh, principal, not president, principal of uh, PHM, or Penn Harris, uh, the high school. So over the Thanksgiving holiday break, we were made aware of a card that appeared to look like a credit card with a message about white privilege with the message white privilege card on the top of the card that some students had inside the building a pen. These cards are inappropriate and should be turned in if found. These cards do not reflect our take three motto of taking care of ourselves, each other, and this place. Neither do all of the things I just listed. We are continuing to investigate this situation and ask any student to inform us if they see this card inside the building. Thank you for your partnership. Have a great week, Mr. Gallagher. So, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that, uh, yes, I did. Yeah, I, I called them a bunch of humorless turds. So, PHM spends the entire day, every day, telling non-white students that they are oppressed and telling white students that they are responsible for that oppression. And somehow when the white students have the white privilege card, I'm assuming it's white students, it may not be white students, I actually don't know. That's unacceptable. And the funny thing about this, they have no idea how hypocritical or ironic this is because liberals lack any sense of humor whatsoever. They don't get any of this. Now, here's, here's the funny thing, and I got this confirmed after I found um, some really upset person on Facebook is really mad about the white privilege card uh, that is all over there. I had a theory that this might have been Joel Patrick's card. I wasn't sure until I saw the privilege or the, uh, the picture. <clears throat> a lot of Freudian slips today. I apologize. I'm going on quarter caffeine today, guys. So, <laughs> so Joel Patrick is a black conservative (laughs) who makes these cards. Uh, I think the Hodge twins, non-whites, also sell uh, versions of this. But I actually have like a picture of the card that that was reported. And what's funny about this is some Kenyatta Sesame was like, Penn High School is full of them. Who made these? Question marks. Students? Question marks. Hey, Josh, if you wanted to know who made a card... Do you think maybe you'd look at the giant URL at the back of the card that tells you who made the card before you post it all over the internet asking who made these cards? You th- maybe, 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 because it's it says officialjoelpatrick.com right there on the back of the card. The picture that she posted. 
But she doesn't know who made these cards, and she's wondering if students made these cards because those darn white supremacist students at Penn Harris Madison. <clears throat> I reached out to Joel. <laughs> I've never met him. Um, I reached out to Joel, and I'm like, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> we got a story about your cards <laughs> in our community. Uh, <laughs> the comments underneath, underneath this post on Facebook, a bunch of people went, who made these? Who's... <laughs> A black conservative made them, guys. So just so we are crystal clear, okay? It is okay to hammer students at Penn Harris Madison who are white that they're oppressors. But it's not okay for them to have a white privilege card. You can say that they have privilege. You can point out that the entire system that that they live in is privileged to benefit them. But the moment they actually become a card-carrying member of said privilege, that's inappropriate. And you've got, let's see, uh, superintendents, white, Gallagher, white, telling students not to have a white privilege card that is made by a black small business owner. So you got a bunch of pasty white liberals once again saying it's wrong for students at Penn to support a small black business. Huh. Yeah, that sounds par for the course for liberals, to be honest with you. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. You know, Daywalker Dave, he just came into the studio. He reminded me of something. By the way, it's, you know, we have to give Dave, Dave, we have to give him credit. He shows such strength and intestinal fortitude when he is able to make it out of his hospital bed and come in here. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Daywalker Dave uh, suffers from gingivitis. And, you know, it's uh, it's this uh, horrible, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's very, very rare, but it's this horrible condition that uh, it turns your hair red and makes you completely vulnerable to sunlight. Uh, and so poor Dave is is hospital bound, but occasionally he gets out of his hospital bed and he day walks over here and he is able to give me funny bits to use on the show. And so Daywalker Dave hopped in and he said, hey, don't forget, BLM called for people to only buy from black owned businesses on Black Friday. So what if the white privilege card over at Penn High School was purchased from a black owned business, which, of course, the manufacturer is a black man, a black-owned business, on Black Friday. Then the students at Penn would just be doing what BLM wanted them to do. This is a, what, what is that, uh, that meme with the indecision guy? He's got the two buttons and everything else. You get, can't figure out which way to do it. That is the most appropriate meme for liberals that has ever been made because they're constantly contradicting themselves. Remember, uh, my standing orders here. Every, every position that liberals have contradicts another position that they have. So they're always in conflict with one another. You know, the idea that you could have somebody, you know, <laughs> just, you got to turn in the cards now. So I, I, re- I did, I reached out to Joel and uh, who, ma- who manufactures those cards and, and it'll be interesting to see if he picks up the story. Cause I think it would be really funny. Uh, all right. So what else do we have here? Um, let's see, Joe Biden. So Joe Biden goes out there. I'm not going to give you too much details about what he had to say, because frankly, I don't care what he had to say, because Joe Biden's an idiot. 
So Joe Biden goes out uh, today and he says, we need uh, government price controls on medications. People can't control med- or can't con- uh, pay for the, their medication because it's too expensive. Now, I want to remind everybody, okay? I want to remind everybody. Let's go back in time. When did I tell you about this? Oh, yeah, January. January 23rd. I told you one of the first things that Joe Biden did. He came into the White House and Joe Biden killed off the Trump order that slashed the price of insulin and EpiPens. So when you've got Joe Biden or any other leftist out there on television walking around and talking about the price of insulin is too high, which it is, price of EpiPens, too high, which they are, every single one of them should be smacked in the face figuratively with the fact that Trump slashed the price of those, Joe Biden increased the price of them. So flashback to January 2021, right after Joe Biden usurped the legitimate president, went into the White House. Joe Biden's United States Department of Health and Human Services on Thursday stopped executive orders from his predecessor designed to significantly lower prescription drug prices for Americans, including insulin and epinephrine. I'm going to say this again. This is right after Joe Biden got into the White House. This is one of the first things he did. So he comes in. He suspends all drilling on federal land. He revokes any new leases to drill on federal land. He kills the Keystone XL pipeline. And the next thing he did was raise the price of drugs that are needed to keep Americans alive. And he erased the executive orders from the previous administration, the Trump administration, that lowered the price of those drugs. That's what he did. And I'm not saying that what Trump did was the best policy position to have. I'm just telling you that if you're going to go with this this stupid little price narrative here, Trump reduced the price of these drugs. Biden intentionally, deliberately, and specifically took actions to increase the price of those drugs. Now, this is he had not even been in office for a month. It's one of the first things he did when he got to the White House. And I told you about it, and I pointed out that not a single person in the news media was covering it. And I told you Joe Biden sometime down the road is going to come back, and he is going to propose a plan to fix the price of expensive drugs in the United States because he wanted credit for something that Trump did. This has been the M.O. of Democrats for decades. They erase a plan that Republicans did in order to do it again but sign their own name on the bottom of it so they could take credit for it. So again, January 23rd, 2021, Joe Biden stopped executive orders from President Trump that were designed to specifically and significantly lower prescription drug prices for Americans, including insulin and epinephrine. The new administration will apparently reevaluate the executive action from President Donald Trump toward the end of March It remains unclear if it will be reinstated. Nope, hasn't been reinstated. It's got another thing to come up with. So it's important that everybody remember that. Now, I've got two other things. First thing here, give me like an extra minute, Josh, okay? Um, Why? I heard Dan Bongino kind of talking about using the car narrative here, but I get what he was doing, but let's forget about that for a second. All right, the premise of government price controls for medication is to save lives, right? Josh, right? That's the premise. That's what Joe Biden's out there saying. The premise of it is to save lives. Great. Don't they say you driving a gas-guzzling SUV also contributes to man-made global warming, which is killing millions of people a year? Josh, they say that, right? Yep, yep, they say that. Okay. So 
why don't they have price controls for electric vehicles that they're pushing on everybody? Anyone? Bueller? Do you really want to save lives? How about you not let GM and Ford make a fifty to seventy thousand dollar electric vehicle and you force them to sell it for just ten grand so even a college student could afford it, and then everybody will drive an electric car. And guess what? No more global warming, right? Of course that's not true, but that's what they're saying. Why not do that? Josh, why do you think they won't do that? Any idea? Why won't they make electric vehicles affordable? Hey Josh, real quick. Who's the world leader in electric vehicles? Tesla, right. Um, do you know if Tesla uses union labor or not? They don't use union labor. Might that be why the the new credits you get for your taxes for electric vehicles don't apply to Tesla? They only apply to union-made electric vehicles, which are newer, less reliable. Hmm? Anyone? Anyone? And by newer, I mean younger. They're new to the game. Huh. Isn't that interesting? If it was really about saving the planet and getting more people into electric vehicles, wouldn't you, I don't know, make those tax credits also apply to the largest electric vehicle manufacturer in the world and the world's leader and the pioneer of that brand of vehicle? Wouldn't you do Oh, because once again, it's not about your health, it's not about your safety, it's not about saving the planet or the polar bears or anything else. It's a straight-up lie, and it's about control. That's all it is. If the government can step in and adjust the prices of drugs to save lives, surely, surely they could use that same moniker for all of their other arguments, right? Man-made global warming killing millions of people around the planet every single year. we got to get those emissions down. Cool. Make every electric vehicle $10,000. Just have a government mandate to do it. But Casey, it, it, it costs like forty or $50,000 to make those vehicles. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't seem to apply when it comes to drug companies. Hey, wait, does that make me a shrill for big, big pharma, Josh? That, that, I'm, that I'm saying that we shouldn't have government price controls for, for big pharma? That we should let big pharma you know, charge the price that's appropriate? Does that make me a, a big pharma? Shrill, because I think that some some leftists would say that. So, so last week, I'm anti-science because I don't like Big Pharma's vaccines for five-year-old kids. And then this week, I'm a shrill for Big Pharma. Once again, every position a leftist has contradicts another position that they have. Every single time. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. MNC News Time is 3.33. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Okay. I have this story. I've told you about this before, but it's perfect to piggyback on the Joe Biden nonsense with price regulations on drugs. You can make insulin at home. And biohackers have figured out how to do this. So here's the article from freethink.com. 
A hundred years ago, scientists began researching how to make insulin using pancreases from dogs and cattle. Insulin has been used to treat people suffering with diabetes ever since. But it wasn't until the 1980s that genetic engineering allowed for the widespread distribution of this life-saving medicine. In a healthy human, healthy human body, insulin is a hormone created by the pancreas that controls glucose levels in the bloodstream, but a diabetic's body doesn't naturally produce insulin, which means the body cannot store glucose for later use as energy and fat cells. So, 7 million Americans are on this. Friendly reminder, if you're just tuning in, since some people popped on the live stream and they kind of missed some of the early stuff that happened, Trump had executive orders that reduced the price of medications in the United States, including insulin and EpiPens. And one of the first things that Biden did when he was in the White House is cancel those out so the prices of those drugs went up. And nobody in the news media covered it. And I told you that they were going to come back with government price controls for that stuff later on, and that is exactly what he just proposed this afternoon. So we got 7 million Americans are on insulin. A group of dedicated biohackers believes that making insulin more accessible requires taking the monopoly away from the big three pharmaceutical companies that produce it. So they've started the Open Insulin Foundation, a nonprofit with plans to develop the world's first open source insulin production model. The team consists of dozens of volunteers led by founder Anthony DeFranco, a type 1 diabetic. They're now able to produce the microorganisms needed for insulin with a bioreactor. They're also working to develop equipment that can purify the proteins produced by the bioreactor. With open source hardware equivalent to proprietary bioreactors, uh, the foundation hopes to give labs across the world access to the equipment needed to produce the insulin protein on a small scale. Now, open source, again, basically means it is... The designs are freely available to anybody. Anybody can reproduce it. Anybody can manufacture it. And it is open and free to everybody. This has driven the 3D printing industry. The 3D printing industry is primarily open source. The few companies that, that go proprietary tend to not do very well for very long because people don't really want to support that. And yet there are still tons of companies making lots of money. Because you manufacture parts, you manufacture your machines. Uh, but a lot of those designs, if you really wanted to and you had the time and the energy and the know-how, you could hop online, you could get the designs, you could make one yourself. So there, there's this group that has been doing this, and I've talked about them before, but it is important that people understand they're very close to being able to do it. So it is important to support projects like this. It's also important for these projects to have backups because the government's going to come for them. Just like the government is coming for 3D printers and the government is coming for anything that is open source, the government hates the idea of small independent manufacturing. They don't like it. They want nothing to do with it. They don't want you to have the capabilities to do it. So the government will come for these biohackers. I promise you that. So they've got to build some redundancy in there so that all of their stuff remains open source. Um, they believe that they can get it down to like five bucks a vial. So, I mean, if I'm reading this correctly, I don't know the cost of insulin. Um, so it's, it's going to be a tremendous lifesaver and a game changer. But just remind everybody when, when all of your stupid idiot friends and relatives over the holidays, oh, yeah, Joe Biden's going to reduce the price of insulin and, and everything. Yeah, well, he's the one that raised the price. 
The price is already a lot lower. He's the one that raised, it was one of the first things he did when he got into the White House. More coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Oh, well, well, well. We got some Republicans actually fighting for you in Indiana. Look at this. Over at thefederalist.com, Amy Drake, who you hear on this show quite a bit. Long-awaited bill to protect Hoosiers from mandated vaccines died right before Thanksgiving, then was quietly resurrected last week by Indiana House members who don't want their constituents subjected to forced medical treatments. Well, that's great stuff. About time. Uh, let's see. With the bill dead, the governor announced that he would move to a uh, move on to a 21st public emergency. House Speaker Todd Houston is it Houston Huston? Whatever uh, said medical rights protections would be a priority in January when the General Assembly planned to reconvene. This, however, wasn't good enough for some House members, several of which already thought the delay had gone on too long. Instead, they went to the Capitol and they filed the bill anyway. State Representative Alan Morrison, one of the lawmakers leading the charge, said that he had been motivated to get the protections in place since March and couldn't wait any longer. It makes me physically ill to think that people are going to lose their jobs over something the legislature could have done. We need to get this done now. Absolutely. 100%. State Representative Randy Fry, along with Morrison, was essential in getting House members to rally. And together, they were able to get 28 members to Indianapolis to file the bill. Fry said that he didn't want constituents to think that they were not willing to show up to work. Well, of course, the House Speaker didn't really care, did he? Didn't mind if you lost your job over the holidays. This is real-life stuff, and we need to be there to show that we were ready to move this legislation. Absolutely. Good. Glad to hear it. Um, If memory serves me correctly, I believe... Yep, Jake Teshka is a part of this as well. So, local guy. Jake Teshka, another state representative who didn't want to abandon the bill, said that his constituents told him the issue was a priority. I am committed to seeing this through, he said. I have constituents who have come to me in tears facing early December deadlines to take a vaccine that they aren't comfortable with or lose their jobs. Many of them will choose to simply walk away right before Christmas, no less. That weighs on me daily, and I know that no hollow words from me are going to make that better, but I am committed. So thank you, Jake Teshka, for doing the right thing. Um, and in other news, thousands of Air Force personnel didn't meet their deadline for vaccinations. Thousands. We don't have an exact number. But remember, we're looking at uh, force-wide in the United States military. The last estimate I had was in the hundreds of thousands of people who are not going to do it, which would be a massive massive detriment to the U.S. military, which may not be the best time in the world for that to happen. Remember how I told you that we're going to need an external enemy to unite everybody? Hey, we might have one. We'll tell you about it coming up next.